Hello and welcome to Journeys in Grace. My name is Pastor Eric Hubbard. We want to thank you for joining us today as we go into the Word of God. And just want to give you an opportunity, if you would like, to reach out and uh, contact us. First, you can e email us at pastoreric523 at gmail.com. Again, that's pastoreric523 at gmail.com. Or you can mail us by uh, snail mail, as they call it, at Pastor Eric at uh, Post Office Box 4473, Marietta, Georgia, 30061. Again, it's Pastor Eric at P.O. Box 5, I'm sorry, P.O. Box 4473, Marietta, Georgia, 30061. Okay, today we're going to continue our series of winning in, uh, winning in life. And again, winning in life. And we're going to, uh, going to uh, our subject is going to be about the mind and many call it battlefield of the mind or um, winning over, uh, winning in your mind, because our mind or our soulish man is made up of our mind, will and emotion. And you could call you could call it winning in the soulish man, because in our souls is where we must. It's the one It's one of the things that uh, we have control over. You know, our spirit was given to us at birth. It was a spirit that came from um, from uh, from Adam and was passed down to us through our uh, our fathers. And we are the seed of our fathers. And here we are now. We are in the world and we do the things of our father. We, you know, we had the same uh, uh, inclination to sin. We uh, we got much of our DNA. We got out much of our got our DNA from them and our habits and those things. And we formed them by what we saw. You know, we, uh, you know, those things that were, they were in us. And again, they came by the birth and, and direct birth because Adam was convinced of sin that he did, that uh, God was holding something, holding something back from him. <clears throat> so he found himself separated from God. And that's where man has been till the time of Christ. But we have a choice. And that choice is that if I want to, be in right relationship with God, then I must be, as Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. And that born again is not going back into your mother's womb, but it is being born of the water and of the spirit. Being born of the spirit means I now receive Christ as my savior. And as uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. For old things that have passed away, behold, all have become new. How did this happen? By faith. Our faith in him is simply believing in Jesus. And it's so simple, it's hard. It's complicated. It's uh, uh, an impossible formula that the natural man cannot understand. But for any and everyone who's been born again, they recognize that there has been a change, something that they could not do within themselves. But because of that faith in Christ, now I have Christ in me. And it doesn't matter whether you were born five minutes ago or you've been saved for 55 years. It does not matter as long as you desire and have that desire within yourself that, you know what, I am a Christian. Yes, in this walk, in this life, you're going to fall. You're going to uh, have your mis missteps. You're going to uh, error. You're going to sin. Uh, however, we have an advocate with the Father, and his name is Jesus Christ. So again, our subject today is going to be winning in life, the battlefield of the mind. And let's go into the scripture today. But before we get started, I want to 
uh, just read something I get from one of my favorite uh, Bible teachers. I'll uh, I'll give him credit for this, and uh, I won't going forward. So I got this from uh, Barry Bennett, one of my favorite Bible uh, teachers. He says he says, watch your thoughts, for they become words. Watch your words, for they become actions. Watch your actions, because they become habits. Watch your habits, because they become character. And watch your character, it becomes your destiny. And if you would just think on these things and just think about this, uh, what we was that just little stanza there about uh, as Brother Bennett gave us. He's again, he says, Watch your thoughts. For Jesus says, uh, It's not what goes into a man that defiles him, but that what comes out of him. And our thoughts are those things where we meditate and those things which we uh, uh, keep within our mind, we roll around and we chew, which we, we call it chew on. Those things we we build our we build our case for what we're going to do next, and then we speak on it, whether it's good words or bad words. We speak those things that we thought about, and some people say, "Well, I wasn't thinking." Yeah, you were thinking, uh, but it was the culmination of what's on the inside of you. For what's on the inside comes out. What's in your heart? For out of the abundance of the heart, the 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 mouth speak. You speak what's in your heart. So what's coming out of your heart is defiled. What comes out of your heart is is meanness, is cursing, is lying, is deception, it's uh, <clears throat> is manipulation. That means that though if those those things are coming out of you, then then you need to go back and to the Word and let the Word of God begin to work on you. Whether it's any area, and I'm talking about any area of your salvation, you know, we can a believer can be deceived. Uh, should not be deceived, but we're deceived because we stray away and we we uh, uh, we allow our <clears throat> our walk to, to with God to decay, to where we take fewer steps with Him. We begin to operate on our own selves and on in our own will, and 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 rather than consulting God or or rather than resting on that, you know what? I have confidence that God that I'm going to be a winner in this situation. I'm going back. He said He never leave me nor forsake me. God is for me. Uh, he's He's ever before me. And we're gonna got some scripture we're gonna read over in, in Psalms uh, one thirty nine here in a in a few minutes. But uh, again, the battlefield of the mind is where we will. What you think on will eventually determine what you become. What you say within yourself, and we're gonna win in life. We got to win in the mind first, and say within ourselves, "I can do all things in Christ who strengthened me." And but first, we have to determine, okay, Lord, what is your destiny for me? What is your will for me? Uh, Paul said in in uh, in Romans twelve and one, he said, "I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service." And first, he says, "We must be a living sacrifice." Well, we know in the Old Testament, a sacrifice when they took a, the, the the ram or the lamb or the goat and the uh, and the uh, uh, priest would sacrifice it and take his life, and that blood would be spilt on the altar. And it and it had to be that lamb had to be uh, uh, had to be willingly given by the offerer. In other words, that person when he brought the lamb, you know, it had to be perfect in its body. But we know our lamb was 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 perfect, and that lamb is Jesus Christ. But now Paul says tells us now we must be a living sacrifice. You saying, preacher? What are you saying? 
if, we, if you think about it, Paul said a living sacrifice. A living sacrifice means, no, I'm not dead. But that living sacrifice, I'm not dead physically, but it says, I'm going to get up on the altar of God and it is my choice to submit myself to his will. I'm submitting myself that, Lord, not my way, but your way. Lord, not my will, but your will. Lord, I'm giving up. I'm, I'm giving in. I'm saying, Jesus, you are Lord. You are God. You know the best for me. So I'm going to get in your word. I'm going to find your way and your purpose for my life. And then I'm going to trust you. I'm going to walk in it. When men are, when uh, situations come up against me where I know that I followed your will and, you know, you could be on the job and doing um, and performing and you've been looked over from promotions and maybe you may be doing the most work. You know, many times we'll, we'll take our, we'll, we'll take up for ourselves and say, look, I've done A, B, C, and D and you promoted uh, uh, this, this lady or this man above me and I trained them, you know, and then you got to make your case and get them told and tell them what they what they need to know but in the in god you have must wait on him and let him direct you about what to do so lord you see father you see what's going on what do you want me to do what do you want me to say is there something should i because I, I i desire to bring this up but should i see that's what a living sacrifice will do that living sacrifice is submitted to god god first because you will always get opinion. Everybody got opinion. Everybody got uh, got a way to tell you what you should do or how you should do it or when you should do it. Or just how, how I would do it. But no, we must go to God and say, Lord, what would you have me to do? So let's go over now to uh, the book of Proverbs, fourth chapter. Proverbs 4, verse number 20. And this is uh, uh, Solomon speaking. He says, my son, attend to my words and incline your ear. Incline means to lean in. You ever heard the phrase that you need to lean into it? You know, when someone's leaning in, that means you have their full attention. He says, lean in, get all of the wisdom that you can. He says, lean in or incline your ear into my saying. He said, don't let them depart from your eyes. Doesn't that sound familiar? If you remember reading over in the book of Joshua, where after Moses had died, I think we were in the uh, now last uh in our last teaching in the book of joshua where the lord began to talk to moses talk to joshua whether after moses had died he says joshua he said moses my servant is dead and he began to give joshua instructions in the latter part of that uh of that uh, first chapter rather the eighth verse of that first chapter he says he said don't this, this book of the law shall never depart out of your mouth he says speak the word of god uh that which has been written by moses he said, but you shall meditate therein day and night. He says, observe to do according to all that's written therein. For then you shall make your way prosperous and then you shall have good success. All right. So when we read these words, what God spoke to Joshua, what Solomon spoke to his sons, and we were speaking as a teacher in uh, Proverbs 4, what they're saying is, this is where the believer must be a follower of God. We must be in the word of God and things in life will somehow, some way want to erode the time or take away from the time that you are in the word of God. Things will happen. You know, time will consume, but somehow, some way you got to find time to be in the word. 
And it doesn't mean you're taking away from your family. You may have to rise early or you may have to stay up late. Whatever your time may be. It may be your lunch break, whatever your time. But we must have personal time in the word of God. It's, 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 it's important that we hear the word of God. Uh, the book of uh, Romans 10 says that uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Well, for how are you going to hear except that we, there's, there's a preacher? And how can he preach unless he be sent? So it's important that we have the preacher, but it's also important that we have a word, that when we hear it, when we hear the word, we can be in agreement with it. And we say, you know what? And it doesn't matter whether we agree with it or not, rather, I must say that. It's whether it's in our heart and if it's whether what God has said. For there are times the Lord will say something that mm, it may, you may, you know, whether when the preacher may say, you, can, you, can you say amen or can you say, well, or will you say ouch? Because the word of God will come along at times and it will be something that to the to the fleshly man, if it's disagreeable, so, mm, I don't know if I want to do that. But however, when we just have a desire to follow after God, we line up with what the scripture has said. We come to a place. And this is what Paul, what the apostle said in the book of Acts, when he uh, when the apostle came and taught the uh, the Bereans about the word of God and, and what uh, the coming, how the Christ has come as Lord and as Savior. And Paul began to teach them about this word that he gave. He said, the Bereans heard what he said willingly, but they went to the scripture and they searched it out for themselves. And this is what God would desire for us to do as believers is to make what you hear, let make it become yours. Take it. Take that scripture that you hear, and that's what God quickened in your heart. And when it when it brought joy to you, go and meditate on it and take that word in. And that's how we win. We win when we take the word and we apply it to our life and make it practical. And that's why, as I started this teaching out, uh, when when I, I read to you, it says, watch what you think. I watch your thought because they become words. Your words become actions. Your actions become habits. Your habit becomes character, and your character becomes your destiny. Make what you call, because what you say is what you will become. So why, if you want to become prosperous, get God's word in your mind. Get it in your heart. Make it so that, you know, somebody was to, punch, was, was, to, was, to, was to touch you, the word of God comes out of you. The word of God, the word of peace, uh, the word of encouragement, the word of correction. Whatever word is needed, when we follow with him and we allow and we become that living sacrifice, that means that I'm willing, not my will, Lord, not your, uh, not, uh, not, not what I've heard, Lord, not what the culture says, but it's what you say. That's why Jesus was able to say when his, when his flesh said, no, this is, this is, I don't want to be, I don't, you know, that, that, that he didn't want to be separated from God. Because that's ultimately what Jesus was saying. He wasn't afraid of, of death. Because he said, look, he told uh, uh, he told uh, Pilate, he said, no man takes my life. He was a willing sacrifice. But he knew what, what, uh, what was coming. He knew that whip was coming. He knew his back was going to be laid bare. He knew they were going to take a crown of thorns and smash it on his head. And then take the time out to pull the, pluck the very hair of his beard out. But what the worst thing was that he was going to have to become sin for us, but he did it willingly. 
Hebrews says, for the joy that was set before him, he just he, he looked at that cross. He despised the shame, but he did it for the joy. He said, there's an end to this. And that's what I say to you, beloved. There's an end to what we are going through. But in this world now, this world is going through birth planes. Jesus is coming. He will, he's going to come whether, uh, 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 no matter what is being said, no matter who, who some, some people believe that he'll never come. Just as the scripture says, some say, well, you know what? I've been here this since I was a child. The people were saying that Jesus was coming, but he is. And as we see as a woman's birth pains, what that birth, what was birth pain, uh, uh, they signal that the baby is coming, that the baby is coming. And you know, when the, and I remember when my, when my wife was having our uh, our children, the birth pain came slowly. They cut, they start. The water would break. They, they start. They intensify. They get more. They'd be a lapse. They come hard, but they come hard. Each one was more intensified and brought more intensity than the previous. Each one. And if you've had a baby, you know things. Know this much better than I. You felt that, and you know. It's time is getting. I need to get my bag. To, if you were going to the hospital, I need to get my make sure that uh, I have everything ready and ready to go. I need to, we need to get in the car. We need to leave because the baby is coming, and it intensified more, and the pain were more much more intense. Well, I want to tell you now, beloved, and I'm not telling you to be afraid, but to know that Jesus is coming. But what did Jesus say in John? He says, "Let not your heart be troubled." If you believe in God, believe also in me. Now, Jesus, remember, and that's why I try to, uh, uh, I want to stay in the Bible. Jesus was saying this in John 14 through 16, that he was getting ready to be crucified. It just was just a few hours before the men came, the uh, the Roman the, the Roman soldiers and the uh, those, those from the uh, uh, from the temple that were sent by the high priest to arrest him. There were just a few hours, a few moments before he was going to be taken, beaten, cru and crucified. But he told them, let not your heart be troubled. And this is what I'm saying to you. as, as uh, And going back to our lesson today in, in Proverbs 4, it says, my son, attend to my words. He said, 21, let not them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. Proverbs 4.21. 4.22 says, for, for they are light unto those that find them and help to all their flesh. He says, keep thy heart with all diligence. In other words, he says, be on watch. Be steady. For out of it are the issues of life. He said, be diligent to stay in the word. These are just simple and practical things. The Bible says that there are many, you know, there's people who can quote the Bible from front to back. They knew Hebrew and Greek. They know, you know, all of these is good. It's good to have your, if you got your master's or doctorate in the in the scriptures, praise God. But the ish, but the but the problem is that many they learned, but they haven't come to the knowledge of the truth. They don't have the knowledge. They learn so much, they know so much that they've gone beyond knowledge. They become full of themselves. And the power of the scripture, 
the anointing of the scripture, the life-changing force of what's in the scripture, which is God himself. Jesus is the word. And if we don't allow the power and the anointing of the word to have effect in our lives so it can affect those who hear us, then what good of it is it? Jesus said the salt had lost its savor. In other words, if the salt has lost its purpose, it's preserving power. That's what the word of God will do. It will preserve you. It will, it, it will give you life. The very salt itself, it, it, the two elements uh, that make up water, I believe are hydrogen. I'm going to leave. I'm sorry. I'm talking about salt. I'm talking about uh, uh, I'll stay with salt. Too much salt will kill you and not enough salt will kill you. If you don't have salt in your diet, salt will, the lack of salt and the lack of iodine and all those things that are in salt, it will, your body will die. Back in ancient time, salt was their, their uh, uh, was their currency because it was so valuable because they knew they had to have it in their diet. So salt was used as, as a currency. You could sort of, it was sort of, it was like gold. Because they knew to live, we got to have salt. It's the same with water. If you separate water into hydrogen and chlorine, and if you ingest chlorine by itself, chlorine will just will, will kill you. However, if you if those two atoms and those two elements are brought together in the right proportion, hydrogen and, and uh, oxygen, which produces water, water provide is a life-giving force to everything on the earth, every living thing on the earth requires water in some measure or, or another. So what I'm saying for us, our life-giving force in this world, if you want power, if you want the anointing, it's not about how much you read, but it's what has gone into your heart and what you've allowed to affect your very being. If you had what you've taken into your soulish man and have and what you've given priority to, and I just want to go over to uh, Psalms um, 139. This is David speaking in, in 139. He says, uh, in Psalms 139 and 1, he says, Oh, Lord, he said, you know me. You search me and have known me. See, you know my down-sitting and uprising. You understand my thought afar off. You can pass my path and my lying down, and you are acquainted with all my ways. And yet God loved David. He knew was in the heart of David. He loved him and was never in God's plan for David to fall as he did. But yet God knew his heart. God said that David was a man after my own heart. He didn't say David had a perfect heart, but David sought after God. That's why he was the king. Solomon was the wisest king there ever was. He was the richest king there ever was. But David was a man that sought after God, was a follower of God. And this is where we should be and must be, beloved. And we're going to progress forward and leave 2021 and, and move forward in 2022. We have got to go forward in God, trusting him every day, putting our faith in him and knowing without shadow of a doubt that if God is for me, who can be against me? If you go on and read this scripture in uh, Psalms 139, uh, I want to read the, the eighth verse. David begins the same. He says, um, uh, if I ascend up into heaven, he said, you are there, Lord. 
He said, if I make my bed in hell, or you can, I believe the uh, uh, another another uh, uh, interpretation of that is make your bed in paradise. He says, behold, thou art there. I'll make my bed in, in the grave. He said, God, you're in, in the next life you're there. In this life you're there. If I go up into heaven, you're there. But in if I'm in uh, paradise, you're there. If in the, in, in the grave, you're, you're there. He said, if I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there thy hand lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light above me. Yea, the darkness hideth not me from you, but the night shines at the day, and the darkness are light before thee. And as you begin to read this, uh, read this, read this, uh, 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 this psalm, this psalmist, David says, as he reads this, and you go on down, he says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. He said, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. God, we were all made. If you're on this, this round, that's in the 14th verse. He says, I will praise, praise thee. Psalms 139, 14. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and my soul knoweth right well. This psalmist, this writer knew that God was for him. Beloved, that's where we win. When you have the confidence that we can speak those things that are not as though they were. Why can we speak it? Because we know our father did. Jesus did. Jesus spoke to the sick. He spoke to the blind and declared sight. He declared healing. You can declare as you go into the word and see what God said about you. That's why we can say I'm blessed. When things don't look blessed, when you may have a loss of job, when you may have a, 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 your sickness, a sickness may have come upon you, you may have fell into it or however it may have come. Know with confidence and know with a, uh, with a, with a comfort within yourself, a steadfast mind that this is what God has said about me and I am going to win. Matter of fact, I have already won. And I'll be a winner in this life and in the life to come. See, the Bible calls Satan the, 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 uh, uh, the accuser of the brethren. He'll always bring to you what you used to be. Because that's all he can go on is in the past. He can go on what he saw you do. But I go back again to uh, Corinthians, uh, 2 Corinthians uh, 5.17. Old things are passed away. Behold, I am a new creature in Christ. Yesterday is gone. I can't bring back yesterday. God is the only one that can redeem time. God is the only one. But as for me, I'm determined that I'm going to live this life and help all those who are around me, help my family, help, help all those that, that they see me walking in God. No, I won't walk it perfectly. No, I won't say everything perfect. I won't do everything perfect. But I'll always go back to God and say, Father, I trust you. We are winning in this life. You may not have everything you want to have. Your health may not be perfect. But know this, we are going to walk in a perfect body. We're going to be in a perfect time when we leave this world. And I'm not about the, to leave this earth now. And I believe God has greater things for all of us. But if you by chance leave this world today, no, you will be in a better place then than you are now. 
for many people, the only thing they'll have when they get come before God, they'll have what they have in their hand. If they could, if they could take their credit report, they could take their job performance. If they could take the house or the car, if they could take the clothes that they gave, if they could take uh, uh, the good deeds that they did. But we all know you can't do it. You can't take anything from the, this life into the next. It's only what you have done for Christ. That's the only thing that will last. That's why it's so important to be a giver. Be a giver in your in your local body, in your local church. Be a giver. Because that's the only thing that you can do in this life, besides receiving Christ, that you can take into the next. Because why? Because as you see souls saved, as souls are delivered, as uh, uh, people come into the body of Christ, they will be in the next life to be able to thank you and say thank you for supporting that ministry. Thank you for uh, uh, speaking a word to me. Thank you for praying for me. Because then that is something that you can take in because you have built the kingdom and the kingdom is made up of those souls who have received Christ as Savior. I hope we said something today to be a blessing to you. I pray that you, those who don't know Jesus, that you will receive him as Lord and as Savior. And for those of us who are saved, stay in faith. Stay in faith. This has the potential to be the greatest year you've ever had in your life. But it will only be such if you will continue to walk by faith. Trust God. Know that he is for you and not against you. And he has a great plan for this year. Be best until we meet again. This is Pastor Eric with Journeys in Grace.